Welcome to the Abbot Loop Community Church Podcast. Enjoy this message from Josh Tanner. We're going to start a series called The Inner Workings of Wisdom, and Pastor Josh is going to come and deliver a message on the why of wisdom. Would you welcome him on up? All right. So we're talking about leveraging the power of everyday decisions. That sounds smart. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello. Oh, man. Yeah, I was in Texas all week, and uh, it was pretty fun. Um, the the uh, people that, that hosted me, instead of giving me a rental car, they had a spare car, which happened to be a Corvette. I was like, no, come on. Because like, I, I mean, I draw, drive a Corolla, right? It's a different kind of sea-based car, you know? Yeah. I'm just thankful I didn't get a ticket. <laughs> and I'm really thankful none of y'all saw the way I was driving that thing because I was going. That was pretty fun. Anyway, we were, it was a blessing. God did some really significant things, uh, made some really amazing connections for our church too. But uh, anyway, be praying. Be praying. God's doing something really cool in a big picture with our church. And um, just be asking God, man, we want your goodness. We want your favor. We want what you want, right? Okay, so we're going to be talking about wisdom today and, and actually the next few weeks. And some of you guys, if you know Mariah Anderson, she's going to be preaching in this series. So she's got a spot. Yeah, I know. She's a fan favorite. But uh, she's going to be talking about the most important question you could ever ask. Ooh, we're talking today about the why of wisdom. We're going to talk about time, the power of time. And we're going to talk about compound interest. Okay, so these, these are important things, getting the reward of compound interest in your decision making. Um, you don't want to miss these. They're going to be good. They're going to help shape you. If you have any kind of leadership journey, any kind of role, influencing other people, this is a great series for you. But if you're just a human being who needs to make good decisions and not screw up your life, this is also a good series for you. <laughs> Which is pretty much all of us, right? It's crazy to think about. You, you, have, the, you have the power um, to make decisions about everything in your life. Isn't that kind of wild? That God gives you the power. The power to choose is one of the most powerful things you have available to you. It's like one of those powerful things God sowed into you. He made it your responsibility, choice. Woo! That's how we ended up in this giant mess of sin. It's because he gave us the power. I got the power. Right? Some of you 90s babies. So Solomon is probably one of the greatest examples. Well, Solomon is the greatest example outside of Jesus, anyone who wasn't God, um, that, that embodied wisdom. And so let's, I just want to look into his life just a little bit as we frame this whole series. So we look in 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse uh, 1, and we're going to go through Oh, what is it? Verse 15. So if you have Bibles, you can open those. If not, um, don't follow along on the screen because I didn't make a slide for it. Follow along in your mind. All right. <laughs> so we find Solomon, you know, David's this incredible king. And he has this, he really forges the nation. The nation of Israel was struggling and trying to make it and always sort of just like, you know, trying to become something. But when David goes on the scene, he like, really fortifies this nation and makes it a powerhouse where everybody's fearing it. And David's faithfulness 
and his heart was what drove him. And so he passes his, as he passes away, he gives over the, the, uh, you know, the crown or the kingship to his son Solomon. Solomon's a really young guy at the time. And uh, this is a big, huge thing going on. And he was intimidated by taking, you know, just this, the opportunity or the responsibility to now have to be king as a young man. So we find Solomon here and he starts off his whole journey by just sacrificing and putting God first and honoring God. And what happens that night after he sacrifices to the Lord is God comes to him in a dream. Spiritual dreams are cool. But he has a, a spiritual dream where he interacts with God. And God speaks to him and he says, listen, what do you want from me? Ask it of me and I'll give you anything you ask. Pretty stinking good dream, I'd say. How many of y'all would love it if God came up to you and just said, hey, anything you want, I'm going to give it to you. Think about when you were a kid. Yeah, we got one taker. We have one taker in the room. Any other takers? All right. <laughs> Anybody else? Man, me, sign me up. But can you imagine when you were young? Okay, some of y'all are young now, but I remember when I was young and, uh, and maybe a teenager or whatever. Just imagine what you would have asked for. Anything. You're like, the Camaro, please. <laughs> right? Please. Thank you. Millions of dollars, endless amounts of money. How about power, fame, Fabio hair? To do that and feel, feel something move, that'd be amazing. <laughs> it's like two weeks in a row I'm talking about my hair. Maybe I have a, an insecurity there. Pray for me. <laughs> oh, man. But, but Solomon does something wild for a young person. Is he says this, he goes, look, uh, I'm in over my snorkel here. I'm swimming in this whole thing called responsibility of being a king, and the water's going over my snorkel. I don't know if they had snorkels in his day, but he's like, I'm in over my head. This is too much for me. I cannot do this. He says it literally. He says, I'm but a child. How in the world am I going to run this nation that my father, who's like, everybody loves, he dances naked before you, and people throw money at him. He loves you. Okay, like, right? You know, I mean, David was famous. They sang songs about David. He slayed Goliath. He killed thousands. He, he established the nation. The guy was like unbeatable, right? Can you imagine having to follow that guy? No, that's tough. Those are big shoes to fill. And so he just says, God, I am nothing compared to my dad. and I don't even have a clue what I'm doing because I'm a baby in this responsibility, right? And he says, could you give me wisdom and understanding? That's what I really need so I can, so I can judge rightly, so I can lead with fairness and I can lead with integrity. Can you give that to me? And then God goes, whoa, hello, look at that. And this is what God says to him in verse 10. He says, the Lord was pleased with Solomon for asking this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and not for a long life wealth for yourself or have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and to administer justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never be anyone like, like you, nor will there ever be. 
I've never been or be or, okay. Moreover, I will give you what you have asked for, but what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor. Woo, so then in your lifetime, there'll be no equal among you. Isn't this crazy? Okay, so I want you to see something. Solomon had first humility. So he moves into this space where he has this dream, and I wasn't prepared for this. I mean, he just falls asleep one night when he's honoring the Lord, and he goes, Jesus just walks right up to him and asks him straight up, hey, I want to know what you want. I'm going to give it to you. So the first thing that Solomon had that gave him the opportunity to even ask this question was he had humility. He saw what he had and what he didn't have. He saw who he was and who he wasn't. How many of you know this one myth about wisdom is that it is not connected to age? See, he was a young man. But see, humility gave him access to wisdom. You don't have to be old to gain wisdom. You have to be humble. Without humility, there will be no wisdom. Because you'll never know where you begin and end. You'll never know what you lack. In fact, without humility, you'll probably be struggling with pride. Imagine that. And with that, you'll kind of think you already have what you need or know what you need to know and already kind of know it all. And so then that breach of judgment, that error in judgment will cost you real knowledge, truth, understanding, and you'll end up in a lack of wisdom. And wisdom is not just something inside your head. Wisdom is not something you know. Wisdom is not what you look like. I mean, when you think of wise people, what do you think of? Your parents, maybe? Your grandparents? Dumbledore? <laughs> Gandalf? I don't know. What do you think of? <laughs> Come on. Someone with a big, giant, white beard? Age is not wisdom. Your appearance is not wisdom. Carrying around a giant staff, that's not wisdom. Right? Your degree, your position, your title, that's not wisdom. Hello? Ah, can it lead to wisdom? Sure. Could it give you leverage for wisdom? Absolutely. Because, you know, degrees give you something, hopefully. They give you, they're supposed to give you understanding, knowledge. But what if that knowledge isn't true? Huh? Eh? <laughs> what if that knowledge is off base? What if it's not the truth? And then you take wrong knowledge, poor understanding, and you apply that to your life. That's not going to work out so good. Right? Like, I mean, I don't want to be too rude or weird, but like... Okay, in Africa, the AIDS epidemic is out of control. And one of the main reasons is because the men believe that if they have intercourse with a woman, they'll get rid of their AIDS. They're applying a wrong truth to their life, and it's causing a spread, like it's, it's an epidemic. And there's mass amounts of orphans in this area. We have a missionary in that area, uh, the Pratts, and so they're all in the middle of all this ministry. It's wild. 
Says when your understanding is off base, even if you, they think it's true, so they try to apply it to their life, and it turns out bad, bad equation. So what do we need to do? We need to understand first what wisdom really is. And, and by doing that, we're going to understand what the purpose of wisdom is. Proverbs 1-2, the purpose is to teach, to teach people wisdom and discipline. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. So look here. The purpose... Wisdom gives you purpose to lead a successful and disciplined life. Anybody want one of those? Yet you're like, not the discipline part, please. I don't like that part. (laughs) Sorry. Those two things, they're, they're sisters, okay? Discipline and wisdom. You don't have success. This is, this is, this is, knowledge right now. I'm going to drop it on you. You don't have success without discipline in anything in your life. You get the, it's not discipline to put your, to, 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 you know, put a number down and get a lottery ticket and then you win a million dollars or billion or whatever. I mean, they win 500 million bucks. You know, most of all those people that win that money, just throw it all away and lose it all again because they have no discipline. They don't know what to do with the dollar, so they don't know what to do with the million dollars. Actually, the same thing that happens with their $1, which throws into a lottery pot and never comes up to be anything, actually is the same thing they do with their million dollars. And that's why they always end up broke. Okay. So watch this. So what are you going to seek after? So the purpose for success is you have to have wisdom to get there. So we're going to look here in Proverbs 2. He says, my child, listen to what I say. My child, listen to what I say. And treasure my commands. Tune your ear to wisdom. Okay? We're going to turn our ears. We're going to tune them in to wisdom. Not to other stuff. You're going to tune it into wisdom. And then it says this, concentrate or meditate on understanding. This is important. Where do you put your focus? you got to put your focus on the right stuff. We start to focus on gaining understanding. Get your eyes centered on that. And then tuning, you can listen for wisdom. Wonder who's going to give you wisdom. Hmm. We'll find out today as we move through the message. Verse 3, cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Here's where we're in a passionate pursuit after insight and understanding. Verse 4, search for them as you would for silver. Seek for them as hidden treasures. Okay, the wisest man who ever walked on the earth, after he had asked for wisdom, God gave him wisdom, then he has this radical success. I mean, everybody in the entire region, everywhere, the Pharaoh, people came from all over just to listen to this guy talk. 
He had them eating out of the palm of his hand because of the wisdom of God. And they also had their nations pouring in wealth into his nation. It was like silver, the time when Solomon was reigning, silver was like, eh, pennies, like pennies are to us. We're like, I'm not going to keep the pennies in my pocket, just throw them on the ground. That's, that's how wealthy the nation of Israel was when he was reigning and his wisdom was pouring out. Everyone was successful because of his wisdom, not just him. That's rad. It's just lifting the tide for the whole nation. So when he comes back and he says, look, you actually don't need the treasure. You don't need the gold. What you really need is the thing that's going to get you that stuff. What's going to give you peace, because there was greater peace in the time of Solomon than any other time in the nation of Israel. Isn't that amazing? His name is actually associated with the word peace. Wisdom will lead you to peace. Leads you to prosperity. Wisdom leads you to success. But you've got to get it. You've got to apply it. And you've got to go after it. It needs to become your focus. You've got to tune your ear to it. You've got to put your eyes on it. You've got to go after it to get it. Because God likes humility. He gives grace to the humble. So when you humble yourself and you go after these things, guess what? God gives it to you. James says he will pour it out liberally on you for anyone who asks. That's a good promise. That's a new covenant promise. You ask of God like Solomon did in the middle of the night. You say, God, will you give me wisdom? He'll just begin to open up the fire hose of wisdom on your life and give it to you. But there's a key. There's a key to all of this. It's not about it just going into your head. You've got to do something with it. He says then in verse 5, you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God for the Lord grants wisdom. He grants wisdom. You don't get to earn it. You get to earn wisdom. It's granted to you. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. Wow. He's a shield for those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. When you walk in wisdom, you find the protection, the security of the, whole, of, of the Lord in your life. Pretty good reward. So what is wisdom really? What is it really? So wisdom is this. This is my definition for wisdom. It's rightly applying the truth to your life. It's an action. It's not just the knowledge in your head. It's not just the things you know about. It's what you do with the things you know about that are actually true. How do you apply those? You know gravity exists. Do you walk off buildings with no restraining harnesses? Okay? So some, have you ever watched some of these YouTube clips of like these humans that try to jump over moving cars. Then you watch like the guy who's like super freak make it. And then the other people who try and they're like, don't make it. <laughs> I've seen this one guy jump and he like puts his hands on this wall, on another wall, and another wall. And then he like lands. I'm like, that's not possible. Then this other kid runs and he just goes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe you guys saw the same video. Uh, this is a great example of foolishness and wisdom. Is one, everyone who tries that stuff is foolish, by the way. 
It's total foolishness. Why? Because brick is hard. <laughs> Heads and bodies are soft. That's dangerous. Why is that dangerous? Because if you make one tiny mistake, it costs you maybe your life. High risk, and what reward do you get? A YouTube channel. No reward. Your friend one time goes, oh, that was so cool, you're amazing. Psh, psh, psh. What else do you get? Nothing. Hospital visit. You get a visit to the hospital. That is your reward. So this is what I want you to think about, applying the truth to your life. You know that brick is hard. You know gravity is powerful, but you try something stupid anyway. Applying the truth to your life says, no, brick is hard. I don't, there's no reward for this, so I'm not going to do it. The fool, he does this. It, the foolish, it's an intentional, is intentional actions that ignore the truth regardless of the consequences. It's action. Foolishness is not a state of being. It's a choice. Choosing to not apply truth to your life, that is foolishness. Right? So what, are the, what does the wise and the fool have in common? What do they have in common? They both know the truth. This is so powerful to really let sink in in our life, folks. When you know the truth, and then it's what you do with it, that's the key. Understanding wisdom and how it works, it is not just about getting more knowledge in your head. You, when you increase your knowledge base of the real truth, when you do that, you give yourself more opportunity to apply wisdom to your life. Do you see that? Okay, so think about this. The more I know, the more I understand, the better decisions I have to make because I know what's true. The more I know what's true, as I come along life decisions, I have an opportunity to choose rightly. You know, you get the power to choose every decision. No one chooses for you. Every single thing. I mean, we, I parent a horde of children. <laughs> and one of the things they always say is basically, he made me do it. She made me do it. It wasn't my fault. They said this, and then they did that, and then I did this. I'm like, oh, so they like got in your head. They possessed your body. They made you choose to scream and yell or throw that at them. They made you choose that. Oh, no, I didn't say that. Oh, oh, so say that again to me one more time. Well, they did this, and they did that, so then I did this. I'm like, oh. Okay, so you chose to be stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so, Dad. I guess I chose to be stupid. Yeah, okay. As long as we're talking about the facts, that's really what matters here. How are we going to move on? So no one chooses for you. You choose for you. Do you want to choose to be foolish or do you want to choose to be wise? See, the ignorant person just doesn't know the truth and they just stumble along in life and they, it's like 50-50. 50% maybe do something wise, 50% do something foolish. How does that person gain understanding? They learn. 
<laughs> You're like, man, this is a complicated message. I thought it was going to be more complicated than that. No, it's not. <laughs> the problem is, is we skip over the simple to go on to the complex and we miss success. You can't succeed without discipline. You can't succeed without understanding. You can't succeed without applying truth to your life and becoming wise. You're just going to struggle all the time. So we want to get this one right. First, we have to understand it rightly. Eh? <laughs> eh? All right. So the truth, the truth is being in accord with fact or reality, natural or spiritually. So there's spiritual truth and natural truth. And we need to be in, we need to be in accord with it. It is what it is. You just got to suck it up. It just is what it is. There's certain things that just are. And I think a lot of us, we want to like make up our own reality. We're, well, I don't want it to be that way, so I'm going to change it. Oh, okay. Hard things aren't hard anymore. Let's see how that works out for you. Gravity doesn't exist. Let's see how that works out for you. Spiritual truth, sin doesn't lead to death. Let's see how that works out for you. I heard of this guy in, leading this kind of weird cult thing. <laughs> actually know people that are in this thing. And he like somehow goes to hell and gets the keys from Satan and he changes the way sin really operates now. Wow, superpower. Okay, you start believing that that's true and that guy changes what sin is? All right, so you believe that. Go do that. Go do what that guy says is no longer sin and see how it works out for you. All kinds of divorce, actually, is what's going on in that space. It's about everybody's divorced to everybody. Moms abandoning their children. Does that sound like the will of God? Does that feel like success? No. You can't change truth. It is. Where's the greatest source of truth, church? It's in the Bible. And it leads us to the greatest, the source of, you know, the truth, which is the word of truth, who is Jesus himself. He's alive. But if we don't have the Holy Spirit giving us instruction on how to understand the word, we're going to interpret it however we want. It's going to lead to all kinds of weird stuff. And it won't produce good fruit. That's why Jesus said, by your fruits you'll know them. Wise people look at the decisions they make and what kind of fruit it, 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 it produces. Wisdom produces something. Wisdom produces. Foolishness produces because it's an action. It's not just a thought. What is it producing in your life? Look around your life. If there's bad fruit being produced, it's okay. You're just kind of a fool in some areas of your life. I love you anyway. So am I. Welcome to the club. How about we get out of the fool club and let's get a new card. Let's get to the wise members club, all right? And every choice and every decision becomes a choice for wisdom, applying truth to your life. And it's an opportunity for learning. So I want you to think about this, that if you just stay ignorant and you're like, well, I'm just going to not learn anything so that I don't have responsibility for being foolish. Because that's foolish too. So I don't want to grow my understanding because then I'll have to choose. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. If I don't know, it's not on me. Sorry. You don't get that pass either. Because basically that's like, your life is like driving a car. It's moving. It's in motion. And if you decide you don't want understanding, it's like taking the steering wheel off your car. And you're just driving it. 
That was a human getting run over. I'm okay. No, you're not okay. Understanding is like putting the steering wheel on your car. The greater understanding you have, you have the ability to choose, to make decisions about which way do you want to go in your life. Do you keep the car going the right direction? But it's every decision. You know when you're driving your car, you're making all these little micro, micro shifts and changes all the time? Even when you're going straight, you're never just like holding the steering wheel perfectly straight, are you? Little course correction, little course correction, little course correction all the time. That's life. That's how you apply wisdom to your life. But you need understanding so you can do it. So look at this. This is a simple way for you to remember it. This is how God showed it to me when I was playing shoots and ladders with my kids. Right? Shoots and ladders. It's just like life is just like a game of shoots and ladders. Wisdom works like shoots and ladders. Every single step, one, two, three, is a step in life. You're cruising along. You're having a great time. You're a young person. You get out and you're like moving along and things are going good. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You start getting your driver's license. Woohoo! So fun. You start driving around. Step 12, step 13. You start driving really fast everywhere. Step 14. You're driving through a school zone at 100. And there happens to be a police officer there. That's more like an ambulance, but he comes and he, he, oh, that's step 16, right? That's where I'm supposed to be, 16. And you hit that slide. You lose your driver's license. Oh, all the parents say, yay. All the teenage friends bumming rides from you, bummer. Yeah. You lose your driver's license. You're like, oh, that hurt a little bit. You come back around, you, burn, you, know, you earn all the time goes by, and you're being a good citizen, you pick up trash, whatever it is you got to do, and then all of a sudden you're back to that slide again. You got your cars, you got your keys, you're driving again, and you drive up to that school zone. You're right up against that potential slide again in your life, and what do you do? If you're foolish, you drive through going 100 again. But if you're wise, you apply the truth to your life, the pain of that experience from sliding down the slide, you apply it to your life, and instead you drive 20. Actually, 19. <laughs> Just in case. And you get over that slide in your life, right? So what happens when you get cruising along and you, you start working your way up? And you don't, let's say you don't learn that lesson. Slides get bigger when you don't learn the lesson, don't they? All of a sudden you're drinking and driving. Hello? Because you didn't learn your lesson. and You get a couple DUIs, and for some reason, they keep giving you a driver's license. I'm not sure why we do that. But you work your way up, and you're like at step 88. And yeah, you get your license back. In fact, maybe you don't even get your license back. You just decide to drive anyway. And you're drunk, and you're driving, and you hit some kid, and they die. And then you hit that big slide in your life. Because you weren't willing to learn. Come on, what, what do we want out of life? Just hitting slides all the time because we think we can? Is that what God shaped us for? 
Or do you shape us for a life of wisdom? Because wise people, they gain understanding. You can gain understanding all kinds of ways. The first is through your own bumblehead mistakes, just bumble along in life. You will never, never get away from making some. You just can't. We're all going to make mistakes. But it's what we do with those mistakes that defines us. How do we respond to them? Do we step over the slide or do we just jump right back on it? You know, the second way you can gain understanding is just by watching other people. You can be the kid who watches the kid go through the 20 mile an hour zone at 100 miles an hour and lose his license, get a DUI. You don't have to do it yourself. You actually don't have to experience the pain if you open your eyes and you learn from others' mistakes. Do you know the best way to grow in life is to get one of the ladders. That's how you win this game. That's how I destroy my children in this game. Oh man, I get that first one. I'm like, oh, you are going down. Then I get to 28. I'm like, boom, I'm going to destroy you. There's no easy passes in games at my house. They're going to earn it. They're going to win. They're going to earn it. <laughs> I just toasted you. It's part of learning in life, son. Man, you, you start paying attention. You start asking people that are ahead of you in your life, not older than you, ahead of you. You want to be a millionaire? You need to find a millionaire to teach you how they did it. Doesn't matter if they're 18, 20, 50, 80, 150. <laughs> you need to find out how they did those steps. Cool thing about ladders in your life is you can get them, your choice. You can pursue them. You get them at your own pace. You want to go fast? Ask a lot of questions. Get a lot of important people around you. You know, you're the average of the five people you allow closest to you. Economic, spiritual, physical. What? So let me ask you this. Are you bringing up the average or bringing the average down? Now, this is a trick question. Because you know what? I want to be bringing the average down. I build people around me that challenge me. So when I'm talking, they know more than me. Because I want to keep growing. I want to go up. I want ladders in life. So I need to be around people that know more than me about everything. Because I'm greedy, learner. I want to grow. I, I, I want to be wise in my life. It's about learning. It's about expanding. So if you're in the bottom, I mean... Don't be like, <laughs> you could really settle for low. Okay, so let's not settle for low. Like, I want to be great. So you get around people that are great, that are driving your average up and helping you grow and move towards the person you want to be. Find somebody who's like who you want to be. So here's some keys to success. You want to grow your understanding? Pursue the Holy Spirit. Pursue the Word of God. Pursue people that are farther along than you. And ask them questions. Look to learn. And then do something with it. Do you know a person that's sowing into your life that watch, watches you apply the thing that they teach you will want to teach you more? It's a key. But you got to want it. You got to go after it. You got to put wisdom to work for you. But it's every choice. It's every choice. Holy Spirit, give me wisdom today. Right? Give me wisdom today. So wisdom is not age. It's a choice. Wisdom is not your appearance. It's a choice. Wisdom is not even your degrees or the things that you have put up plaques in your position. It is a choice.
So live in the moment. Live in the moment. Decide you want who you want to be and make a choice in every moment, mo- moment that moves you to who you want to be. So every choice, imagine who it is you want to be and just make a choice every day, every moment to be that person. But you got to go after it like it's treasure, right? So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we're asking that you would give us this, this breakthrough in our wisdom, God, that you would give us this breakthrough in understanding, Lord. We just want to know who you are. We're passionate for who you are. God, will you, we just grow us. We humble ourselves and ask that you would expand our understanding and, and, and you'd expand our wisdom. God, help us to make these kind of choices. And let's get rid of foolishness, Lord. We need you, Jesus. God, we're just blessing your name. We're praying for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit in our life. If you're here today and you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, listen, if you want wisdom, if you want purpose in your life, you need Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Without him, you don't have access to heaven. You don't have access to eternity with God. And I'm going to pray a blessing over you as we close in worship. So, Father, in Jesus' name, let your love pour out on your people. God, let your spirit just ignite their hearts. God, I pray that your love would be so rich in them. God, that they would experience the power of who you are. And, Lord, your understanding would expand. Your wisdom would expand. That we would be a church that makes a decision every time to choose to apply the truth to our life. God, we would be a wise and loving church by your spirit shift the way we lead, shift the way we parent, shift the way we uh, live and work and operate in our jobs, God, that success and prosperity and peace and joy would just follow us all the days of our life. And everywhere we put our feet, God, your love would reign, your wisdom would reign in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at abbotloop.org and like us on Facebook. Services in Anchorage, Alaska are at 9 and 11 a.m. We hope to see you soon.